Well, hello and welcome to the webinar on local SEO and Google Maps for assisted living facilities. And so today I want this to be interactive. So if you do have questions or comments, please use the chat. Feel free to unmute yourself if you have a question and just ask, okay? Um, so please, 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 let's make it, make it interactive today. Uh, so over the next 45 minutes-ish, right, do yourself a favor, turn off any uh, distractions that you might have. Um, I know it's super easy to get distracted with Facebook or Instagram or whatever that might be open because uh, if you are in this business, and most of you guys are, uh, this is really critical for your local business. What I'm going to tell you today is it, it is critical. And, and so you'll hear in a second why I think that. And um, But this is going to be a big piece of being able to promote locally your business uh, here in assist living, residential care homes, et cetera. All right. So who am I and why should you even be listening to me? Well, I, I wrote a book specifically for uh, assisted living, residential care homes called The Book on Digital Marketing for assisted living facilities, how to get more tours, more move-ins, and ultimately more success. And I am really active here in the state of Texas, in the Texas associations, whether it's Tala or Torch. Um, I spoke last year at TorchCon. I'll speak again this year at TorchCon. And uh, if you're familiar with uh, StoryBrand, I'm a StoryBrand certified guide, and I do have an MBA. So all those things said, you know, hopefully... What I have to share with you will be helpful uh, based on my experience and what I know. So here we go. So this is the, the second in our summer webinar series. The first one we did last week was on optimizing your website. And if you didn't make that, just let me know. I've got the replay link ready. I'll send you that so that you can see what we talked about last week, where we talked about really getting your website optimized for conversion um, optimized for some some of the things we're going to talk about today. There was some SEO in last week's talk as well. Today, we're going to talk about local SEO, which is a little different than just regular SEO. And I'll kind of explain that in a few minutes. Uh, but next, not next week, but the 16th of August uh, is going to be really fun because we're going to talk about how to use AI to boost your marketing and save you a lot of time. So you're gonna to wanna to be on that one because we're gonna actually get into uh, chat GPT and I'm gonna show you guys how to use that tool to say, just save yourself a ton of time. So uh, even if you don't, on that webinar, we'll got, kind of go through how to even get a chat GPT account uh, and then kind of show you how to use it and then take that content uh, and use it in your marketing. So. That's going to be a real good practical time. And then on the 30th, we're going to talk about email marketing. Um, if you aren't, we get some folks coming in. Here we go. If, um, if you don't have an email list and you're not emailing uh, potential families or even current families, this is going to be an important one for you because you need to be using email. Uh, email is never going to go away. People have to have email to sign up for everything. And so uh, it's a great way to reach out to families, to potential families. You need email. You need the email list and, and a way to email those folks automatically. Um, so we're going to go through that. And then the very last one in our series, we've got somebody coming in. <clears throat> the very last one in our series is on how to automate sales. So whether you've got three beds or 300 beds, uh, or if you're a partner to this industry, uh, this one is going to be really important. So there's lots of things that can save you tons of time in automating sales and marketing. And so we're going to go through that on the sixth. So you won't, don't want to miss these guys. They're going to be really good. Okay. So let's jump back to today's webinar. So what's the problem here? Well, the problem is, is that your competition is growing every single day. Uh, and you guys know this, there's entrepreneurs, there's investors, big and small that are coming into local markets all the time. And not only that, right, but you're competing against 
lots of big players in in assisted living uh, with full-time marketers on staff and they have big budgets. So it, it might seem like, you know, you're up against, uh, it's like David and Goliath, uh, and so it kind of is, but today I'm going to show you, um, I'm going to show you some ways that you can actually compete, right? Um, and the other thing is, is, you know, the reason like some people want to get help from a guy like me is that you've got some empty beds, right? And that you don't, you don't know how to, get, for whatever reason, they're not, they're not being full. And so that means lost revenue, slow growth, no growth. Uh, and so you need, you need help with that. Um, here we go. But the good news is, is that you can actually do this. Um, here, here's where I think you can compete with the big guys. Because you're a local business, it's not the same as if you were trying to compete with a big national brand. You're competing locally in your, your community. And that's why you can actually beat these guys. And I'll show you some ways we can do it once, once we get into this. Uh, but you won't be able to do it without getting local SEO right. I promise you. So this part is critical. Okay, so let's get going. So do Google Maps and local SEO matter? Well, you probably know the answer. Yes, absolutely yes. And why? Because 70% of people that start their search for senior living, they start online. They start with this phone and that's just the facts, right? That That's coming from uh, some really good industry data. Plus, think about what you do when you need something. Most of the time we pick this up and we put in, you know, whatever, plumbers near me, garage door person near me. So it's the same. It's absolutely the same uh, with, with senior living, right? And so what we see when Here's what happens, right? When they put in uh, assisted living near me. So it's important that you understand what happens with Google. So the first thing that comes up are the paid ads, okay? And so what's up there are, you see that, that the ad you see there on that screen is a place for mom. So they have obviously have a big budget and they're gonna buy those places. It's either gonna be them or Brookdale or the other big folks, right? that are going to buy those those ads. So that's the first thing that comes up on a screen. Uh, the second place that shows up on, on the search screen is what's called the map pack. We call it the three pack. And this is where you can beat them because this cannot be bought. This has to be earned with good local SEO practices. And so the map pack is where you really want to focus your efforts. And so, you know, this is where we'll talk about today is how to basically, this is where you can actually get in and play with these guys because they can't buy this. And so most folks trust the map pack a little more than they trust like ads. So when we look at the breakdown of where people click, about 70% of people are clicking the map pack about 10% of people will click up in the ads and that leaves 20% which will click down here in, in the organic results. So that's what you're seeing there. The organic results are dominated by a lot of the big directory folks. So caring.com, a place for mom, um, assistedliving.org. And the reason why is because they create lots and lots of content. And so that's why they're ranking for these places. So when you think about search, just to recap that, the first part is ads, the second part is the map pack, and that third part is the organic results. And where we should really focus our thoughts and our and our efforts, right, is around the map pack. Okay. So as we move forward, I want you to kind of think through like when you think of local SEO, that's kind of where we're that's what we really want, right? Is because what happens with the map pack is you're getting free, free phone calls, free, you know, people looking you up and finding you on Google Maps and those kind of things. Okay, so how does this even 
break down when you think about how do we like dominate local SEO? Well, this little pie chart kind of shows you the areas where we should focus. Okay. So you've got at the very top there reviews and you can kind of see the size of that slice of the pie and then move to the right. We've got website, Google business profile, pretty big piece of the pie, right? Down low is local links, also kind of big piece of the pie. And then we've got citations and local information, also pretty big piece of the pie. So this kind of breaks down some of the areas that you really, really have to get right in order to dominate local SEO. So what even is it? I think you guys understand it, but you know, Google's going to show results for search queries based on the intent of the user. And so they absolutely know uh, based on where someone is, right? They know where you are based on your IP. Uh, and so you can try this on your own, right? If you go wherever you are right now, if you search assisted living near me, you're going to find some results that are close to you. And so that's basically what it is, right? And the, 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 the local algorithm is what is driving that map pack, okay? So the results are always going to be tailored to the user's area or wherever they're located, okay? Just so you understand, local SEO versus like, big national SEO. If I go into the phone and I put in um, uh, just a, a big national term, I may get a site that's in New York City, right? Versus Google's going to know my intent. If I ask it something like, how do I do X, Y, and Z? I'm just going to get the whatever blog has got the best answer. And that could be something somewhere, somewhere far away. But Google knows if your intent is local. And so that's where local SEO comes into play. So why is this important, guys? Well, every single one of you that have an, an assisted living facility or you have clients that have these, they have a, a physical location in a community, right? And location is super important for seniors and their families. So the majority of search queries for senior care almost always have local intent. And so, again, people are looking for assisted living near me, residential care near me, or memory care near me. And so it's either, you know, the son or daughter is looking close to them, or it could be mom or dad searching on their own, right? And they're looking to stay in their local community. But it's always local. It's always local. So here's kind of the roadmap that we're kind of going to go through is, so what is it that you need to know? What are the on-page signals? Now, on-page signals are, are on your website, okay? We're going to talk about local links. Local Think of local links as um, kind of in the SEO world, we kind of jokingly call these uh, crappy church links. <laughs> so you think of like local stuff, like a church, right? If if you're a local business and you get a link from the local church, that's actually really good um, because it's local to your community, right? And then we're going to talk about citations. And citations are your name, address, phone number. We'll get into that. We're going to talk a lot about your Google business profile because that's a really, really big deal. We're going to talk about reviews and then some behavioral signals and personalization that also coincide with Google business profile. All right, so any questions so far? Everybody doing okay? All right, if you do have questions, make sure you you uh, put them in the chat and we'll kind of go through that, okay? So as we go, if you're like, man, well, how, how does this work? Or what should I be thinking about here? Just put it in the chat and we'll talk about it. Okay, so what you need to know is that the exact algorithm that Google uses is actually kind of unknown, right? even to Google's engineers. So it's it's not it's not out there in some uh, forum that we can go find that says you need to do X, Y, and Z to make sure that you can absolutely rank number one in the Google Map Pack. It's always going to be a little bit different based on um, where you are, the markets that you're in. Some markets like Dallas-Fort Worth is going to be more competitive than say Waco. So it really depends on a lot of things. And so there's no exact, you know, science 
on what makes this algorithm work. Now we have some pretty strong ideas about it and I'll show you that next, but um, so what we believe is that local SEO is built on different weights of, of the same seven factors. And so if you think about, think back to algebra where you've got Y equals a function of an X, each one of those inputs has a different coefficient to get you the answer. Well, what I'm going to show you next is like how, what we think those different factors are, how big is their coefficient, right? So in the top part of this slide, you see the local uh, map pack, okay? That's what we're talking about there. So what does it take to rank in the local map pack? Well, what that's telling you is, is that 36% of that equation, right? The, the biggest weighting factor is Google business profile. Okay, next is your reviews and the reviews that show up in your Google business profile. And then 16% is on your actually, it says on page, but that's on your website. So wherever your website is, that 16% of showing up in the map pack is due to kind of what's on the website. 13% are links and that should say backlinks. A backlink is just when your website gets a link from another website. It's like a popularity thing. But if somebody may say, hey, we think they have good content. We're going to link to them. Or like we talked about earlier, maybe it's a local community. Uh, it could be a church. It could be the Better Business Bureau, which is local. Uh, it could be some sort of association, uh, chamber of commerce. That's a great one. You get a link from those guys. Those are good links to have. And so the rest of those are behavioral, meaning what happens on your Google business profile. Like are people clicking to ask for directions? Are they interacting? Um, and then citations, 7% is name, address, phone number. And that can be across the internet. And we'll talk about that in a second. And then 4% is, is personalization, uh, meaning again, how how the interaction happens. But guys, if we're like, if anything, what this does is kind of gives us a nod to where we need to work, right? Google business profile, 36%. And what that really means is like, is your Google business profile actually optimized? Is it filled out to the max? And we'll go through that in a second. And then reviews. I'm telling you, most of the people that I talk to and new clients that I talk with have no process for asking for reviews. And it's 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 the second most important thing. So uh, you need that. That's all I'll say there. The, the, the bottom chart, that's more for your website. So the local organic. Remember those three things I showed you, the ads, the map pack, and then the organic results? That bottom uh, pie chart, 34% on page. That's more for your, if you want to rank in that bottom part, which we do. But like I told you, that part is harder to compete with the big guys because they have such, a, they have so much content and so much budget to put out more content. It's difficult to compete down there. Okay. So let's keep rolling. On page signals. So this is on your website. Um, think of whatever your, you know, whatever nichesassistedliving.com. This is the website piece of this. So your content needs to match what users are searching for. And all that means is it, if they are searching for assisted living, then you, you need to have content about that, right? If that's what you're up to. If you want to rank for a service, you need a page on your site about it. And the examples are, right? You should have, if it's nichesassistedliving.com forward slash assisted living, that's a page on the website, forward slash memory care, that's a page on the website. And on that page, we go deep about that service. Um, Google doesn't like shallow content. So if you've got a page about assisted living and it's only got 150 words, uh, that's not going to go so well for you. you. It won't rank. So if you're going to have a page about a service, you need to go deep on that service on your website. 
Uh, so the technical elements for on-page stuff on the website is uh, name, address, phone number. We we call it NAP for short. Now, here's the, the most important thing for the name, address, phone number is that it must be consistent with what's on your Google business profile. And what Google business profile is going to, what they're going to ask you to do, right, is that you put, if the name of my company is Mitch's Assisted Living, LLC, that's what Google wants you to put in your name. And so whatever I put on the website should match what's on Google Business Profile, even down to if I spell out uh, sweet or if I have it, you know, S-T-E, then that's, just, that's what should be on the website as well. So, um, and then I talk about schema markup. That's really technical stuff that we take care of for our clients, but it is schema is a, a thing you can put kind of in the code of the website that makes it easier for the Google bot to read your website. Um, and then on page content that is relevant, relevant and useful. So again, you're going to want to put content on the website that people want to read. And so there, there's some research that goes into that, right? To find out what are people searching for when it comes to assisted living, memory care. And then you just want to answer those questions. Put good content on the website that answers the questions that people are actually searching for. Now, in your website, we talked about this last week, but you definitely want to include why they should choose you, right? Because if you're a residential care home, you know, there's probably uh, several options within, you know, 10 miles of where they're searching. So you definitely want to tell them why they would want to pick you, right? What makes you stand out from others? Okay. All right. Okay. So on page signals, now here's some technical stuff. Again, the folks that either build your website or help you with this can really, they'll understand this, but each page needs to have a title tag. This is basically what this does is, is it helps Google when it when the Google bot crawls your website, it, it can understand it. So it's looking for your title tag, your H1 tag. H1 is the heading on the web, on the web page. Then obviously the content image alt text. So this is an opportunity because a lot of people don't do this, but when you put an image on a website, you can actually put the alt text. And what that's really there for is for people who may be visually impaired, they can understand what the image is. So it describes the image. So if you have a bunch of images on a website that don't have it, then you've got an opportunity there to go back and you could put Describe the image, but use keywords. So there you go. And then the URLs um, should be. So in your URL, you have also have an opportunity, right, to use keywords. So if we're talking about like a location page, I'm in Arlington, Texas. My URL would be mitchesassistedliving.com forward slash Arlington dash assisted dash living. Right. So in your URLs, you have a chance to. Uh, to kind of play the SEO game. And that's what we're doing. The meta description is basically a piece of text that you can put in there to describe the page. Now, this is more for the people that are finding you and clicking on that link than it is for, for Google. Now, in times past, um, in times past, people would keyword stuff, their meta descriptions, and it's just not as important anymore. You can even leave it blank now and Google will grab text from the page and put it in the meta description. So it's not a big deal, as a big deal as it used to be. And then if you've got a blog that is populated well with good, relevant, helpful content, that's going to help a lot. Um, believe it or not, I do, I believe this, that the, the one with the most and best content is going to win. So if you like to blog, you should. Um, if you don't like to blog, you should hire someone to write for you so, because it's just that important. A website with uh, three pages versus a website with, uh, you know, total of say 300 pages because they've got, you know, 150 blogs on it. 
there's just no comparison when it comes to what Google wants to put in front of uh, potential families and clients. Okay, uh, Jason asked the question, uh, do you recommend Google domains over other available domains? Jason, do you mean like where you buy your domain from? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so a couple things. I do like Google domains. Um, however, I don't know why, but recently they sold their domain business to Squarespace. And I don't know what that means for those of us that purchase domains from Google. Um, but prior to them selling that business, I would have told you, yes, absolutely, always buy from Google domains. And the reason why I like Google domains is because it makes your life easier. Because if you're going to, if you need professional email, well, it's it's in, already integrated with Gmail. And so it makes everything easy, right? Whereas if you're going to buy your domain from, say, GoDaddy or Namecheap, it's not bad. It's just there's a few more steps involved to get everything working. Um, so Google Domains is good. The other one I like, uh, especially now that they've sold to Squarespace, is um, Cloudflare. Check out Cloudflare. Uh, they, they don't mark theirs up. I think they're about not $9 a year at Cloudflare. Uh, so that's a good one as well. Okay, thank you. Yep, you're welcome. Good question. Okay, let's talk about local links. So local links, unlike other traditional uh, SEO, local links carry greater weight than industry links. Meaning, if you could get you know, a bunch of links from the local community, that's going to be better than one link from, say, a really high domain authority uh, you know, the link that you get from caring.com that's got your listing, right? So that's all I'll say about that is that it is important to, to really look locally. How can we get local links to our website? And again, what that means is, is that someone else on their website has put a link to your website. So it's a backlink from a local community, business, or association. That's what that is. So a nofollow link is also valuable to local SEO. The difference between a do follow and a nofollow is, is just some, some code in the background that tells Google how to treat that link. Uh, so for a long time, people wanted do follow links. And what we've learned is nofollow links are actually valuable for local SEO. And then... Um, yeah, I just said this, but link authority is not as important if it's local. So there's a system out there on the internet that uh, will look at your domain authority. And it has a lot to do with how old the domain is, um, how many backlinks you have, all kinds of stuff kind of build into uh, the domain authority. But link authority, if the link is uh, local, that part is not as important. So one thing you can do if you're like, well, where in the heck do I get local links, right? Well, one thing you can do is look at your competitors and see where where are they getting links. And you can use tools like uh, Ahrefs or SEMrush. Um, and we have the tools to do that as well. But you would want to look at like, okay, who's in my local market? And kind of the way it would go, right, is you go to your phone put in, you know, assisted living near me, see who comes up first. Then you can say, okay, let's see what links they have, right? So we take their website, we put it into a tool like Ahrefs or, or SimRush. They will tell us what the backlinks are. And so then we have a list of backlinks, right? So if they're local, then we can go to those same people and get those same links. Well, that's kind of how you would go about like figuring out who has what. All right. Citations. So it says here, foundational, right? Like this is a big deal. So citations are mentions of your name, address, phone number on other sites. That's about as simple as it gets. So if you could have Mitch's assisted living facility located at 123 Main Street, Fort Worth, Texas, this is the main phone number. So that information listed on other websites. And so what you want is... Certainly you want to put those on industry directories, right? 
like caring.com, place for mom. And of course they want your information and, and then they're going to try to sell you on their lead generation, which is okay, but just know they will. And that, but there are services out there and a good one is Yext, Y-E-X-T, that will help you put your name, address, phone number on directories across the internet, right? Um, and you can also use a service like we we do this kind of almost manually for our clients. We go look for uh, industry-specific citation opportunities, and we get those for our clients that way. But there are services out there that will do this uh, do this for you. Okay, so in the realm of citations, the granddaddy of them all is Google Business Profile. Um, that's the biggest one, right? And because it, it's uh, if you don't have it, you should go get it. Go manually claim your Google Business Profile, um, like as soon as we get off this webinar, if you don't already have it. Then there's industry-specific directories, local directories. Um, again, you can do this manually for for yourself, or you can hire someone to do it for you. The the more the better. And so you can imagine if you were going to try and go to 40 or 50 or even 100 different citation sites and, and get those listings, uh, it's a lot of work. And But you, you need it. Uh, but in my opinion, you don't want to do it yourself. So you want to figure out how am I going to get somebody to get these citations for me? Um, and we do that for our clients. Okay, let's talk about Google Business Profile. It, it is the granddaddy and it is the most important thing. Um, so it's the direct interface with Google entity information. So it, here, here's the, the thing is a lot of people don't know this. You won't even show up in Google Maps unless you have a Google business profile. So most folks, right, are using either Apple Maps or Google Maps. And if they want to find you, you have to have a Google business profile. And so that in and of itself should tell you, I better go get this thing done. Um, so you've probably seen this, but it, it just basically displays your, your business information in a side panel or in the maps listing. This thing should be like your second homepage. That's how you should look at this. It's that, it's that important. It's a critical, critical component to local SEO. Okay, so first, here's how we gotta we gotta optimize this baby. Okay, so you gotta go claim it first. Make sure that you have that you've done this. If you find that it's already been claimed, then you can request uh, to change ownership. And this is a big pet peeve for me. A lot of times people, uh, clients and potential clients, they don't really understand where all of their sort of digital assets are, like passwords, who created what, Maybe did somebody on your team create the Google business profile three years ago and now you don't know who who that person, you know, whose email is associated with it. This, you know, if you if you get anything out of today's webinar, find out where all of the information is for your 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 online business, your website, how do you log into Facebook, all that stuff. You need to know that if you're gonna get good at digital marketing, you've got to know that stuff. Okay. So if you go and you see your Google business profiles already been claimed, it's a good chance that it could be someone on your team from a couple of years ago or six years ago, but you got to figure that stuff out. Um, Mitch, I've got a couple <laughs> questions. Yeah, please. Um, so along those lines, do you need to have your, your Google business profile needs to be based off your, um, your name, correct? Your business name. Yep. Your business name. So you need to have that secured. Your domain probably purchased under um, that you name. You don't have to have the domain when you when you open it, but yeah, it's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. So for somebody like me that does not have a facility yet, should I go ahead and claim it under my parent organization's name just to hold it? Um, if uh, if you've got an address. Then, 
yes, if you don't have an address, there's a way you can create what's called a service area business. Mm-hmm. And a, a service area business means, hey, I serve the city of Fort Worth, mm-hmm. right? And you yeah. can just tell it, this is my service area. Now, can I, can I claim it and not publish it? Uh, no, once it's verified, it'll be published. Okay. But what you could do is go ahead and create it as a service area business. And then as soon as you get your address, you need to update it to have the address. Okay. Uh, it's it's an absolute fact. Service area businesses do not rank as well as physical location businesses. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. And I don't know what you've named your LLC or all that stuff, but I will say this. If you if anybody else is on in the stage of like you haven't you haven't started yet, if you can include assisted living in the name of your company, you should um, for the, that reason of like it, it is a highly searched term. Sure. And if if we're going to follow Google's uh, guidelines, then we're supposed to put exactly what the name of your business is in your Google business profile. Mm-hmm. Now, if the name of your company is like, you know, Jason's Enterprises, that's okay. You can file for a DBA doing business as, you know, uh, Tickner uh, Residential Care Home or Tickner Assisted Living, right? Sure. And then, then you're okay. You could put that as the name on your Google business profile. Okay. But you don't want to like break their guidelines and then them suspend your Google business profile down the road. So Sure. But for example, if mine was Tickner Enterprises LLC, the the one or two facilities I'm looking at purchasing already have names. I plan on keeping those names. Yeah. I can just tie them yeah. into Tickner Enterprises assisted living, right? Yeah. So those companies have existing names and you want to keep those names. They also probably have existing Google business profiles. When you buy those facilities, and, and this is for everybody that's listening, right? If you're a consultant to folks, you want to, in the agreement, you want to make sure that they can get that Google business profile. So there's a very simple process to transfer ownership of a Google business profile to someone else. And whenever you buy these places, you want those Google business profiles. So if under Tickner Enterprises, you've bought um, Becca's assisted living facility and you want to keep that name, then you can have a DBA. I don't even, it's not, it's not a ton of money to get one with the government or with the state. Yeah. You know, doing business as Becca's assisted living facility, you keep all that stuff, all the credibility that they've built up you get the key. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So when you're optimizing your Google business profile, make sure that you first claimed it and then fill out every single bit of information that you can in the dashboard. So when you do this, make sure you set aside time to sit down and finish it. So uh, Google gives you all kinds of things to fill out. Fill out every single bit of it. Um, Don't keyword stuff your name, you know, because it's just not going to work out well in the long run. Enter the exact address, just like you have it listed on the website. Like I said, don't spell out street on the website and then put ST on Google business profile. Um, Make sure it's a local phone number uh, and then a link to your homepage or location page. So from Google business profile, you can have a link directly to your homepage, or if you've got a what I call a location page where I told you earlier, like Mitch's uh, assisted living facility forward slash uh, Arlington dash assisted dash living. You can also send your Google business profile to that page as well. All right. Marla is asking a question. My DBA is Frankie Lane assisted living, but my LLC is FL residential care. I have my DBA and my Google business profile. Will that work? Absolutely. Yes. As long as uh, you've got that DBA, you're going to be fine. Um, what Google doesn't want is somebody trying to game the system by putting in a different name, like a weird you know, name that's just trying to get uh, search terms in their name. Yeah. 
Okay, so on your Google Business Profile, you want to upload high resolution professional photos and videos. Okay, and Google displays both business and customer photos. That's what you need. One thing you need to know is a, a family that comes and takes photos at your facility can also upload those to Google Business Profile. And there's really not much you can do about that. Uh, but it, it can happen, just so you know. Um, you want to always interact with your reviews. So if people come and leave you reviews, as soon as possible, you want to interact with that review. Tell them, thank you for the review. And, you know, you just want to interact with those reviews. Google, what Google doesn't want is to see people leaving reviews and you don't say anything. Um, you can, with your Google, on the Google Business Profile dashboard, there's lots of really good information where you can check analytics. You can see how many people are coming to it, how many people are clicking for directions, all that stuff. Now, the category that you um, want to pick is assisted living facility. And I'll also say this, what, what I've found and what I've seen from other uh, SEO folks is that the more relevant categories you have, the better you're going to do in search. So. I know that you're not a nursing home. However, it is relevant. And so I would suggest that you choose assisted living facility as your primary category. But then there's other categories that you can put that you also fit in. There's one called aged care. Um, there's just several that you could choose. And the more you choose, the better, as long as it's relevant, okay? All right. Um, on Google Business Profile, there's a Q&A section, so question and answer. And what most people don't know is that you can actually ask the question and you can answer the question. So you should do that. It, all the questions that you get from potential families and, and current families, you should set aside time to go to Google Business Profile, ask those questions, and then turn around and answer those questions. Think about what Google's trying to do. They want to put out helpful content. And the more that you help them do that, the better you're going to rank. Okay, so utilize the Q&A section. Um, some people are even seeing now, this is kind of a new feature. Google is, uh, or Google Business Profile is turning on the auto Q&A. And what it's doing is it's letting AI look at your profile and then it will create those for you. Like if you've, if you've told it, uh, we we're open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., uh, then it will, it might ask that question and then answer that question on your behalf. It'll just be there. So some people are seeing that feature and some are not yet. I think it's kind of a beta thing that they're doing, but you can post on Google Business Profile just like you could post on Facebook or Instagram or wherever, and you should. Um, so, Promotional posts with photos and text is good. Uh, it will help you differentiate from, from competitors. If just like you guys know this, if someone's looking at you as a potential place to have a loved one, they're going to look you up. They're going to look up the website. They're going to look up your social media stuff. And if you've got good content on your Google business profile, it will help set you apart. Um, it also helps in just Google loves Google. And so if you're feeding it and giving it more content, it's going to help. Um, so in your posts, make the preview compelling and eye-catching. You want to use a, a good a good image, right? Then utilize the call to action button. It'll give you the opportunity to create a button there, whether it's learn more and the link can go to your blog or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you can also put in uh, like services. So you should use every piece of Google Business Profile that they'll let you use, okay? <clears throat> okay, so reviews, I talked about a little bit, reviews a little bit before, but a lot of folks are not using reviews because they're not asking for reviews. Um, this is really important for local search. And it's not even that you need to have a five, right? So our research we've done is that most people trust uh, a 4.4 to a 4.6 because they know it's not gamed. They know it's a, it's real. Like nobody expects you to be perfect. 
So if your review can be, you know, 4.4 and up, then um, you're in good shape. Now, the number of reviews, the, the more the better for sure. And then the overall sentiment of the reviews. So if people are leaving you good reviews, right, about your service, more likely than not, there's going to be some really good keywords in those reviews that are relevant to your business. Um, they also look at velocity, meaning this. If you get, say you get 25 reviews all in one day, and then you go for three months, you don't get any, and then you have 25 on a day. Well, Google sees that and it can tell, like maybe it looks like you're gaming the system a little bit. So what that requires is us of us is to have some kind of system set up where we're we're, we're consistently asking for reviews. Um, so the best thing you can do first uh, when it comes to reviews is is focus on great customer service. Just do good work. If you do good work, um, you're going to be more apt to get reviews, especially if you ask. Um, and then every single review, you need to reply. Um, and it helps with some personalization. Even, even reviews that are negative. And you're, if you're in business, you're going to get some negative reviews. There's just no way around it. Don't, don't ignore them or neglect them. Go ahead and re reply to them. And sometimes, unfortunately, what happens is we get employees that have left the company that are mad at us and they go give us a negative review. And so the best thing to do is just reply to those reviews very diplomatically and respectfully and just deal with it. Sometimes you can get a person to either change their review or remove it, but that requires, you know, that person being willing to do that. Um, don't just focus on Google. I mean, you can use other sites, Google, Facebook, Yelp, all the senior living sites. Um, so again, it requires a bit of a process to kind of think through this and how are we going to ask for, uh, how are we going to ask for reviews? And just to kind of, a, some things, one thing people, most people don't know is that Yelp, uh, Google Map listings uses Yelp reviews. So they'll bring in some reviews from Yelp on Google Maps, just so you know. So how to get good reviews. I talked about some of this, but do good work. That's the most important thing. And then ask the families that you're serving for the review. And so how does this look or how does this work? Well, it's worth, you got to think through this, right? You don't want, you don't want families thinking that you're just out for their review. But if you have had sort of a memorable moment with a family or uh, a guest in the home, that's when you should say, you know what, what really helps us locally get the word out about our business is when people leave us good reviews. Would you mind if I send you a link, would you give me a review? 98% of the time, people are going to say yes. And then you need to follow through and send them the link. And then a lot of the times, thank you, Cindy. We'll talk soon. Um, a lot of the times, people will forget to follow through. And so you have to remind them and send them another email or another text that says, hey, if you don't mind, here's that review link. Would you mind giving us that review? So it just takes a little bit of a process. And what we've tried to do for some of our clients is we automated that where it actually kind of does it, um, where it will send the request. All you have to do is click a button. It sends the request. And if they don't click the link, then it sends the reminder. So it, it really takes some of the work off your hands. Um, not that any of you guys would, but don't fake reviews. There are people out there that will try and sell you a service where they can get you fake reviews. Just don't do it. It doesn't work out in the long run. Um, okay. Behavioral signals are when people engage with your Google business profile listing. So that could be like a location check-in, um, click through in search results on your listing, calls from your GBP listing. So people can touch the button on their phone and call you from the listing. Google knows all that and sees all that. Um, so those are some things that can help as well. Okay, so we've talked about a ton of stuff here and uh, we're at 1252. So what are the next steps? So 
Uh, I'll send you this replay and hopefully you take some notes, but go make sure your local SEO is good. So there's that little pie chart that I showed you with the pre uh, percentages. That's what you want to focus on. Make sure my Google business profile is good. Make sure my on-page stuff on the website is right. Um, and, and find a way to put a review uh, request process in place. Big, 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 big deal. So how do you get this stuff done? Well, you can do it yourself. You absolutely can. Um, but I know that a lot of you guys are wearing all the hats. And so sometimes this is not the best use of your time. So you can do it yourself or you could hire somebody to do it. You can push the easy button and let us do it for you. Um, or there's other folks out there that can do it for you as well. So just think through how you're going to get it done uh, because it if you're going to compete, this is part that has to be done and done well. Okay. So how would you even work with me? Uh, well, you can go to evadamarketing.com and you can schedule a strategy session. All you gotta do is click the button. It'll pull up a calendar where that you can actually book a time with me. A um, couple other ways to get more stuff, information from me is you could listen to our podcast called Senior Living Mastermind, uh, where we interview uh, lots of people, really helpful information of uh, people who own homes, people from the industry. Uh, and so you can also download my book that I told told you guys about for free. If you go to book.evadamarketing.com, we'll send you the ebook for free. You can also find it on Amazon and buy it if you want the hardback. Uh, some people love to have the book in their hand. So that's completely up to you. Okay, so I'm, I'm done with my slides. Now, if there are any questions, I'll hang out and answer questions. So please, if you have questions, you can unmute or put them in the chat and we can talk through just about anything you want to. <laughs> no worries. That's okay. Listen, no worries. We're, we'll, uh, I'll, we'll get off and you guys can have, uh, what is that? Like six minutes back and we'll, I'll, I'll send you guys this replay link. Hopefully this is helpful. And uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Mitch. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.